everyone. Welcome to the after party. <laughs> Are you good? Are you sure you're good? Yeah, we're, all, we're live. Everything's going. Okay, great. It's just you right now. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we're in a different setting. If, if people are like long time after party <laughs> tuner inners. <laughs> All four um, episodes so that's far. That's right. No, this is the fifth, This is right? five now. Yeah, this is five. Mm -hmm. uh, so we were recording after party in another top secret location, <laughs> just in one of the offices. And now we're down here in the sanctuary simply for setup. Yeah, we just made it a little easier. We've got cameras already set up for the weekend um, when we record those elements throughout the week and we put them together on Sunday. So we just decided, let's right. just do it all here. We don't have to makes move so as much. Makes so much sense. Yeah, it does I make mean, you sense. were the one. You, it was you. You were the one having to slap, slap all of this gear. It's true. We were moving a lot of gear up yeah. and down the stairs. It was, back and forth, yeah, it so. seemed unnecessary. So yeah. when you were like, hey, how's this idea for doing after party in the sanctuary? Like great, you makes sense. It. Okay, um, tonight we are gonna we're doing live on Facebook and on YouTube. So we're trying that out. Uh, we're gonna see if that makes it easier for people to engage. But it is gonna mean it's a little tougher for us to pay attention to the chat on both platforms. So we're gonna try. We'll do our best to interact and say hi. Uh, but just know with that you can say hi to each other, chat with each other yeah, for a little while. For sure. We'll uh, we'll be back and forth between Facebook and, and YouTube. So yeah, great. So let's check in. Let's do that. <laughs> you also have like five screens in front of you. It's <laughs> true. There's a lot going on right now. Okay. I'm going to bring this okay. up. Just centered, grounded, present. What are you doing? Oh, you, oh you're okay. Got room. it. Great. Uh, so how are things at the Duncan household? Uh, things are good. I mean, you know, things continue to roll along. Yeah. The CBE has started to roll out some of their lessons for kids and stuff. Right. So Rachel was in there teaching Eaton about geese today. That was the lesson. Oh, that was the so, lesson and the yes, song. Yes. So if you saw today, I did see he it. wrote a song about geese <laughs> uh, that he wanted to sing with his ukulele. And that was because the lesson today okay. from his school was, was also about geese. So that's where that came from. That's great. If you missed it and you're friends with with uh, Rachel on Facebook, you can you can find Eaton's You too can see that gem song. <laughs> yeah, I miss Eaton tonight. He was with us last week. It's true, he was. So yeah, he's home he tonight. Didn't. But what would he tell? What would he tell our listeners? He would Jared? tell everyone to leave a comment down below, like and subscribe. <laughs> Because that's so what they good. say on YouTube videos. That's so exactly like that. it, and he knows. Yeah. So we've Go been ahead. doing that. I think. I think the thing right now, at least for my family, that um, people are bummed out by is the just the continued wetness and snow. Oh, uh, my wife and son are really looking forward to our backyard backyard yeah. drying up a little bit. Right. Um, so we can get the trampoline out, Ooh. and yeah, and we can jump around a little bit more. Right. Because uh, right now, like we're all trapped inside. We yeah. do have, you know, just the the incredible blessing of having a backyard. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't. I don't. We do have that, but unfortunately, right now it's it's just a soupy mess. So we can't yeah. even really go in the backyard. Yeah. Can't even really play with the dog back there. He just yeah. Comes in and we get these like days that tease us. You know. And then. Yeah. So that's curtains. what we're looking forward to. We're looking forward to um, a little warmer. Yeah. Weather. So yeah. How about you guys? Well, uh, I was telling the team today that Jonathan and I played a card game last night. It's true. That's, that's where quarantine is at in our home. And Bobby has been telling I us for a long like time she games. doesn't like games. I don't like games. But you played but one. I, I, we, what's, we played what's one. What's the we game played, you played? We played Phase 10. Phase 10. And how, yeah, explain yeah, Phase no, 10. It's not, I don't it's really, really totally get it's, it. I'm bored already <laughs> just thinking about that. <laughs> so I'm not going to explain it. But I think I've had that 
like it's like an uno pack of okay. cards and you have to like complete sets or runs and then each turn you try to move forward with your phases okay right so i was mostly winning and then jonathan won in the end Jonathan's so very competitive, so he probably... Well, this is the interesting thing, is he got really competitive right away, and I was like, who are you? And he said, I have nowhere to put this energy. There's no sports to watch. There's no sports to play. And so all of a sudden, we were playing a game where there were some stakes, and all of a sudden, like, he had that oh. kind of surge of energy. So we are fine. We made it through a phase my, 10 round. My issue yeah. with my wife, Rachel, is um, I'm not overly competitive, like, right from the start in a lot of games, except... I mean, it's definitely there. So, but the problem is my wife is like anti-competitive. Okay. So she will play a game and if she's losing or if, even if she's winning, she's winning by too much, then she, she doesn't want to have, she doesn't play anymore. She wants it all oh. to be equal and fair. Oh. And that drives me nuts. Because <laughs> yeah. I am competitive, but I, what I really want is I want to win for real. Like I don't, don't want to be given the win. Right. And, and I don't want to lose. But um, so that's, that's where our problem comes in. Yeah. We, we play. Sounds like classic enneagram issues oh, man. You and, eight and a nine <laughs> yeah. so my wife's a nine i'm an thinking. eight so the, the peacemaker issue challenger is um i remember playing settlers of Catan all the time oh gosh and then it would be getting down to the end and be getting close and then my wife would just make really nice deals with people like it <laughs> don't really make sense for her but it makes sense Aww. for the other person it's not fair you can't do that in a game you like it, that ruins everything <laughs> i'm competing for the win and she's just trying to be nice to people i love it uh, terrible. That's terrible. funny. That's funny. Well, yeah, we're we're doing fine otherwise. Good. So it's great. Excellent. Yeah, we might even play more games. I think you should play more we games. Might. We, we might. We played uh, Chips and Guac. That's no, a game? we didn't do it's that. It's a with snack. The staff. We did that with my family. <laughs> I played that with my parents and my sisters. Oh, okay. It's this game on House Party, the app. Okay. Um, it's sort of like playing Cards Against Humanity, but it's oh. a little more tame. So it's okay. not not quite as as. Um, Terrible as Cards Against Humanity, but it was fun. I mean, we, we had a good time. Okay. And with the team, we played Drawful. That's right. Which I made you play. I did play. Yeah, you did play. <laughs> Didn't win. Scott won. Scott beat us all. Scott always wins at our challenges. Scott wins a lot he of challenges. comes in as this nice guy, and then he's it's just true. like, and he doesn't gloat at all mm. while we're playing, and then we look, realize, oh my gosh, he's totally kicking our butts. Do you remember <laughs> when we did uh, go karting with the team? Yeah, I remember. And nobody could be Scott. No, he was untouchable. Because Scott worked. As a, <laughs> at a go-karting track like in high school or university. And he's so nice about it too. So yeah, that was a good one. Also, I beat Kevin every time. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> this is true. Uh, whenever this is over, we're allowed to hang out like, you know, right. with less distance than this. Then we're going to take our team go-karting. That's right. So. We'll rep- and then we'll talk all, we'll have a whole after party dedicated mm. to debriefing. Just to debriefing the go-karting experience. You'll love it. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. So we just came through a big weekend. Uh, good like Friday. Like the big service. weekend. Like the big weekend. Yeah. 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 Let's get the article right. <laughs> in our world. Totally. Like in the industry that we work in. This yeah. Is, in our industry. Yeah. It's high holy day. Yeah. Biggest feast. So, I mean, we packed in a lot of things. We did Stations of the Cross uh, through YouTube mm-hmm. uh, with Scott hosting that experience. We did our Good Friday. We did... Easter Sunday? Yeah. What am I missing? Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. Oh, right. So sort of part of the whole right. Holy, Holy Week package. Right. All of that. So I I mean, I was pretty tired yesterday. My Monday I was like, oh, I think I'm just gonna make a little sewing project and putter around my house for hours. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I know. I was it was it tired. was a busy day. It, it felt it different. Was different. Than, yeah. 
other holy weeks though i mean i think um there was still some of the sort of excitement around it yeah uh at least I think there was in the community, hopefully, uh, but I think mm-hmm. certainly on our team. Yes. But usually, you know, Holy Week, like we do five services on Sunday, like everybody's in the whole time. Right. You know, it's so busy and you kind of get through it. Um, and it's this sort of big letdown, not, not letdown in a bad way, but sort of letdown in a good way. It's like, mm. hey, we, we came through this and all that sort of adrenaline right. dump happens. Yeah. This was a kind of a, a funny one because yeah. we were, you know, as is our new normal now, we are creating elements for the service over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, filming pieces, putting them together, some of it live, some of it pre-taped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, you just sort of hit play and yeah. you go live and you interact with people yeah. and you, you're in the chats and you're in the Zoom saying hello to people, but um, it's different than sort of like yes. going through it five times And like, yeah, Sunday. welcoming like hundreds and hundreds of people yeah. in our space. Um, definitely felt, felt different. I think I'm still thinking about that. Yeah. The differences. Yeah. What it felt like. I mean, I am interested in that. Like, what was, because I've been thinking about this for myself, um, what was your experience of Holy Week this year? Was it, um, like, did you mourn the changes that were happening? Did it feel sad? Was it just too busy to... Hmm. Those are good questions. I don't know that I mourned. I mean, some of the funny things about working on these projects of Good Friday and Easter is that we sort of like are in the themes before Mm. the general public are in the themes, you know, where I'm thinking about Good Friday, like weeks before I write my Good Friday message. Mm. So I think those things didn't necessarily map on exactly Mm. onto the days in the same way, but I did a lot of writing like I felt very aware that like a lot of words and sort of creative projects were moving through uh, from, you know, the Good Friday message to like the Easter opener, the Eucharist, like a lot of, there were just like a lot of words Um, and I enjoyed it. I think I was, I I was quite aware that this moment was uh, inviting like a different kind of creativity from us. Mm. And that felt like intriguing and interesting and kind of fun to lean into, I think. Yeah. What about for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it was just, it was different. There was definitely an element where I really missed the, um, like, yeah, I, I, I think I can say it this way, just the ego of, like, so many people that come and you're there and, and you talk to them, you get to share something important, like, it's beautiful, I'm, I'm not taking away from that, but there's an element of just, like, it's fun to yes. have that much energy in the room. Mm-hmm. And to miss out on that, you know, one of those high points in the year um, was a bit of a loss. Yes. At the same time, um, just watching people interacting, hearing the comments from people, uh, particularly how meaningful um, Easter was during these circumstances mm-hmm. that we were able to still put together something that um, felt like it connected us and also felt like it honored you know the season mm-hmm. um, was really gratifying um, so yeah it was, a, it was a weird mix of emotions like yeah. I felt really proud of our team yeah like our team worked really hard I think they did beautiful work um, I think all of you guys wrote uh, incredible pieces they performed well um, really put more than just um, excellence into it, really put a lot of care mm-hmm. um, into everything, and I, and I was really proud of that. But yeah, I mean, it, it was just a, it's a very different experience. Yes, like, you know, and I, I tried to name it in the sermon, just like 
even flipping the camera around and just be like, yeah. hey, it's Easter and here I am in a completely yeah. empty room by right. myself right. talking to a camera, right. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, the, like the authenticity of that mm-hmm. uh, felt. I mean, I think like that this, this whole experience is forcing us into these circumstances that we somebody said in an email to me this week no no one consented to this Hmm. and i thought that was i've been thinking about it ever since reading it like right like it what there wasn't this like okay we're gonna change everything (laughs) everybody cool let's go you know and i think there are all of those ways that like when you're forced to change directions or like reimagine something it mm-hmm. just takes a while to catch up to that. It does. And yet, on the other side, there's that, um, there is an element of creativity that sort of yeah. blossoms and comes out when you, right. once, you, once you sort of make peace with, okay, this is, right. this is the cards we've been dealt. Yeah. This is what we have. This is the story that we are tasked to tell yeah. this year and every year. Yeah. How do we tell that story well? How do yeah. we honor um, the tradition of Easter? How do we right. honor this narrative that comes back every 12 months and rehearse it again. How do we do that given our circumstance? And there there was moments throughout the week where I thought to myself, um, and I'm not being overly dramatic here, but like during, you know, the Black Plague or during the Spanish Flu (laughs) or during uh, periods of persecution in church history, like how did we, meaning the church, uh, come together to recognize Holy Week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have for 2,000 years in all kinds of different cultures, in all kinds of different yeah. moments, in all kinds of different settings, um, we found a way to do it. And there was something sort of um, uh, reassuring about that to me. To say, okay, we, we, we don't exist. This is unprecedented. At the same time, we don't exist out of nowhere, we exist within this long tradition of people who have found a way mm-hmm. to celebrate resurrection in trying circumstances. Mm-hmm. And that to say, you know, trying for me, for you, for a lot of people in our community is nothing compared to what has happened throughout the last 2,000 years of mm-hmm. church history. At the same time, not downplaying, mm-hmm. um, you know, what's happening to a lot of people in this country as well. Right. Um, but recognizing, okay, like, yeah, that's that's also the story that we're part of. Right. We're part of the story of Christ's resurrection. We're part of the story of the church's resurrection that happens over and over again every year as we learn yeah. to tell the story in new ways. Right. I mean, the words that are coming to my mind uh, as you're talking is this in some ways these restrictions, but also this expansion. Mm -hmm. Like the paradox of those things that coexist in this moment are really interesting to Mm -hmm. me. Like that we joined with like this larger cloud. Like I I think our friends in the Orthodox tradition hold Mm -hmm. more closely this idea that you're always worshiping with the saints. That that you're surrounded by those who've gone before you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that feels kind of close as you're talking about that awareness of church history and that ability to like innovate and persist Mm -hmm. and um yeah like bring even closer some of these themes um Uh, i'm remembering now i think probably would have been a year ago in september we did a series called the problem of prayer Mm -hmm. and i remember one of the ideas that i talked about in that series was um the, the liturgy of the church, the tradition of the church, the church calendar, all right. of these strictures and restrictions on us um, that keep us bounded, give us 
sort of the platform for creativity. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, the example that I used at the time was when you learn to play guitar, like one of the first things you learn, you learn like your basic chords or cowboy chords, mm-hmm. or you learn your minor pentatonic scale or major pentatonic scale if you're into playing guitar. Um, and it limits you, the pentatonic scale, just to five notes. Like you can only use five notes, but those five notes always work basically in that key over any chord that you can play. So you can, you can be creative with them and you can be safe within them. Hmm. And especially when you're learning, um, having that restriction actually helps to bring out a lot of creativity. And I think there was an element of that, I think, for our team this week. So it's like, um, okay, we have this story of Good Friday. We have this story of Easter. We have all these restrictions where we can't rely on the Like, we can't get a donut truck. Like, I mean, I know yeah. it's silly and it's stupid. Because, um, I mean, what does that have to do with Easter? And, and nothing, really, other than celebration and, and uh, joy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, okay, you can't, you can't bring that kind of joy in cheaply. So now you have this restriction, but you still have the note of joy to play. And how are you right. going to play that? Right. And that was what we came up with, with that little liturgy, where we had everybody in the community read these lines and mm-hmm. we, we piece them all together. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we need a note of joy. How are we going to do that yeah. without donuts? Right. Well, we're going to do it by seeing each other's faces. And we're, right. we're going to play these things and we're going to do it. And I think sometimes when you have those restrictions, but you know the notes to play, we need some joy, we yeah, need some lovely. doubt, we need some worship, we need some mm-hmm. beauty, um, you know, we need all of those things, and then you figure out how to put them together, Right. you end up with, maybe not something that's ideal, but something that's still good. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that was kind of the interesting experience of, especially Easter Sunday, the mm-hmm. service that we did for a live stream, was that I was very aware of all of the pieces, so it was people working on the thing, mm-hmm. but when we put it all together it was pretty like I was I was very moved and I had seen the videos multiple times I'd made some of them (laughs) but still together with different images and the the music that you put just under some things like it was quite uh yeah it ended up surprising me yeah Rachel and I were talking um it's a weird one, but the moment in the Eucharist when you, um, I think it was when you ate the bread, but <laughs> you've talked about that, and then we cut to these shots of like families eating together and it stuff. It totally got me. Exactly. Like, that was the one for each one. And we were like, oh yeah. man, like that was where you, you yeah. kind of felt the emotion of it. Because I think the beauty of the story was there, but then it was like, as you were talking and as you Right. In person, we're eating. Right. right. There was all the shot of this kind of intimate together. And yeah. Stuff. And, and then it was like this callback to the opening shots of all the people yeah. eating. And it was, it was a really beautiful moment in yeah. its own way. So. Yeah. People have said some really lovely yeah. things about that. Now, Do you want to just check this sound? Oh, okay. On which one? Uh, somebody has said that audio is a bit heavy on the reverb, FYI. Oh. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> so. <laughs> That, I'm not sure where okay. we will be getting any reverb on okay. that. So we might have <laughs> okay. one more thing we can try to fix for next week. Okay, sounds good. It doesn't um, look like we're peaking at all. So. Okay. Well, we're doing our best. Sorry about that, everyone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to say about, uh, yeah, the sort of feeling of doing something different for this particular week? Uh, the one thing I wanted to say was the... 
Um, I want to give a shout out to the creative team for that song oh that they wrote for Friday. Oh my goodness! I was so looking at beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but so, it just melted. It melted yeah. me. I mean, I had said on Facebook, like I do have a mm. I, my my sentence was like I have a thousand hangups when it comes to a lot of the music that we sing for all of my personal reasons, and that song I didn't. I just mm. I could like let go of some of the things I sometimes build up around my ears just to protect myself. Yeah. And I continue to go back to it. It is. Yeah, I thought, I mean, we, stunning. obviously the team had been working on that before yeah. uh, Good Friday. They've been building that thing. But I think um, just having, obviously it was beautifully done. Obviously the talent was incredible. Yeah. But just having it done, um, a narrative and a song and words and melody from within the community in this yeah. moment. Um, when there are so many restrictions on all of us, I think that was that was a really beautiful thing to see. Mm-hmm. It would have been beautiful any Good Friday, yeah. But particularly in this on moment, this one, yeah, was, yeah. It's like we're all neat. a little more open. Yeah, yeah. There's something about it that could kind of sneak past some mm-hmm. things, but it is beautiful. Like it's, it's like the melody song. is beautiful, the lyrics. And yeah. I said to Kevin, and I think I said it in my Facebook post too, that it felt like it reached past some of those like lower hanging metaphors that are available to us, which are wonderful and good and helpful for a lot of people but it like reached up to the next level of metaphor that's available to us and also there's a mary yeah and i think um (laughs) yeah no all of it it was was great you know the one thing so first of all if you haven't heard it um then then go on our youtube channel uh, Mm -hmm. look for faithfully it's on there you'll see it you can listen Mm -hmm. to the song if you didn't get a chance to on good friday Um, the one thing that struck me was even the chorus of the song Mm -hmm. um, is about the idea of god loving us faithfully and Mm -hmm. i said kevin i mean we just did our roman series and part of that whole series was all about you know reframing some of our language Mm -hmm. we're so used to talking about our faith in christ and a lot of what Paul is talking about Romans is our trust in the faithfulness of Jesus to right, us. That right. God is faithful to us. God sends right. Jesus. God loves us in Jesus. And then to even hear that echoed back in the song that our community wrote, mm-hmm. you know, the chorus ending on this idea of God loving us faithfully, mm-hmm. I thought was just a really beautiful expression of both, um, like, good theology, yeah. but also the, the beauty of the words that we're sharing all the yeah. time in the community, which I thought, I thought was really cool. So. Yeah, it felt, it just, yeah, it was so fitting. It's mm-hmm. a fitting song for this community. Yeah. Uh, and beyond, I, I was joking totally. today in our team Zoom meeting that like my friends from all over, you know, are really into it. But mm-hmm. friends of mine who I, you know, was in church with in Vancouver or California have all like posted or let me know like how much they love the songs it's pretty cool again this like moment of restriction is also adding Mm -hmm. expansion um to some of the work that we do which is surprising well i mean that's the paradox of exactly i think i think the jesus story is over and over again throughout christian history the more we find ourselves limited um the more creative I think the church has been mm-hmm. in expressing her story well and talking about you know the grace and peace of Jesus like when things are not well mm-hmm. is when the church sort of rises to the occasion mm-hmm. sometimes and, and hopefully some of that is happening in some of around the world the church is not rising well to this moment right. I think some of it is, is right. really beautiful and, right. you know to see that kind of spread and to even see the connections that we're making on with these YouTube services, yeah. with people 
you know, who are watching from all over the world and, and yeah. talking to us in the Zoom chat after yeah. and saying hi. I mean, that's been it's sort of wild. a remarkable thing. It's been wild. Yeah, <laughs> and now they're like known. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some of our friends who have been tracking with us for a long time who we didn't know were our friends yeah. are becoming like real yeah. people. We're becoming known to us. Yeah, so there's all these people that sort of watch the YouTube channel <laughs> and have for years. But now because yeah. we're live and we have a Zoom chat, like we've, we've seen them, not yeah. in person, but we've seen them on yeah. camera. Like, and they've been like, oh, I've been watching for six months. Yeah. I've been watching for Some a year. Some of them for years. And it's really cool. <laughs> so if you are watching, yeah. then please jump in. Like it's, it's a really yeah. neat thing for us to sort of see, oh, like the work that we're doing is connecting with people yeah. and it resonates in deep ways and it's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah, it is really yeah. beautiful. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit more about some of our messages from the weekend? Sure. Great. Yeah, what, you, you went first on Good Friday. I did Good Friday. Yeah. yeah. What, was, what was the one thing that stuck I mean, out to you in terms of reflecting on Good Friday? I Well, it was kind of funny because I had this text that we had decided mm-hmm. we were going to at least start from for the Good Friday message, the passage in Matthew 12, where Jesus makes reference to Jonah and being in the you know the belly of the whale and then he being in the heart of the earth and then does this call out to Nineveh and then to the queen of Sheba or to the queen of the south yeah and as soon as I got into that passage like I couldn't leave it like and we, we chatted later yeah. and I said well, what did, what are you what were you gonna do with that passage if you preached yeah and you were like I would just start with it I wouldn't stay in it that long <laughs> and then I couldn't leave yeah, it totally. that was I just kept like diving into that passage and then one of my thoughts in preparation I thought when is the next time that I get to talk about the Queen of the South? Like this <laughs> reference to this woman like trekking across the mm. world to see Solomon and his wisdom. And then she being this judge uh, later who comes out of, you know, from the outside. That yeah. was the point, right? The Ninevites, the Queen of the South, they come from the outside and they're the people who mm. offer some sort of judgment. Um, in the future whatever that looks like and I was I just couldn't leave the passage so yeah. I just stuck with it and then ended up layering it on some of the scenes um, sort of chopped up some of the verses and like layered that Matthew 12 passage on some sections from Matthew 27 in a sense sort of stood mm-hmm. each of my section on top of like a little line yeah. from the crucifixion scene so my point was uh, and I, I just couldn't leave that idea of um, like Jesus sinking in solidarity with us, lowering mm-hmm. into life with us, that I was just like, I'm going to just stay with it. Yeah, I thought so it was great. I and, I, and I really, I love that image of instead of raising Jesus up, yeah. does it mean for us to lower ourselves down with Jesus? And of course I'm not saying that that language should be taken like off the deck at all like if that's been really meaningful right. language to people this like idea of like l- the mm-hmm. lifted one great i just wanted to expand yeah. that in and just focus on this imagery of descent and solidarity and so, lower i mean i think that's a great point just in general because i think a lot of what we do at cons is trying to find new language yeah. and new metaphors for things um, because i think sometimes um metaphors can come with baggage it's not the metaphor itself it's the way it's yeah. been expressed to you totally or i've got the, loads of that yeah or <laughs> right. it's, you know, it's those types of things yeah and so in some and sometimes i think it's really important that we work hard to redeem language yeah um, i think sometimes we too quickly just say oh that one's you know that one's used up or that one's too tarnished mm-hmm. and we sort of banish it from our vocabulary right. but there's a lot of beauty there and i mean 
we're going to talk about Easter in a second, then that's what resurrection is, is, is we bring things back and we give them new life. So mm-hmm. there's something really important about that. Um, but when we add new metaphors or we add new language, mm-hmm. I think it's also really important to say that doesn't mean we replace. It means mm-hmm. we keep telling the story in new ways and we keep adding to the story. Right, right. So absolutely, um, there's going to be metaphors that resonate with me deeply because of my experience. And, and they're going to come up regardless in my language and in my talking. Yeah. Um, I try not to um, make all of my language in a sermon um, you know, just my language. Like I try right. to make it in, as inclusive as possible right. for the range of people that are here. Absolutely. But, I mean, it's, it's my language. I'm writing, I'm speaking, I'm speaking from my experience, so it's going to be there. So, you know, when people maybe don't hear language that's meaningful for them, um, then first of all, uh, like we want, we want, we honor that. that, mm-hmm. that this is this is good, and this language can be beautiful too. And you should hold on to that, and you should love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also, you know, I mean, sometimes you can just let us know, and, and we can try to work those things in. Not right. always, but right. there's there's a beauty in trying to figure out how do we continue to tell new stories and to redeem old language and yeah. add a new language. But just because I talk about something one way or Bobby talks about yeah. it another way, doesn't mean we're sort of devaluing. No. The range of language and the range of stories that come to us. I mean, that's that's the beauty of um, one of the lines I said on Sunday was um, something about coming back to the story, the central story that gives meaning to all of our stories. And but that idea of the story of the Christ, um, life returning, resurrection. Like that's the story that sits at the heart of all of our stories that we're telling all the time. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, from from fiction and books to poems mm-hmm. to songs, musicals. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, this is, you know, to believe that those kinds of things are alive in the world. Yes, there's the, there's the resurrection of the historical Jesus, but yeah. resurrection is around us all the time, right. animating everything. Um, when you can begin to see resurrection in a book, or when you can begin to see resurrection in a relationship, or when mm-hmm. you can see resurrection uh, around you in the spring. Those things, when you connect the dots, are what help you understand the resurrection of the Christ mm. that brings new life back always. Mm. It's, it's almost, I think, too hard to start with the resurrection of Christ. Like, right. That story's too big. Right. You can't start there. I can't start there. I have to start with the spring. And I think, huh. oh yeah, life comes back. Life finds a way. Mm-hmm. Life returns. And then slowly I build up the trust and I build up the hope to right. let me have faith in the resurrection right. of Jesus. And then when I get the faith in the resurrection of Jesus, yeah. and then I see all my life in new ways. And right. It creates this virtuous cycle. Right. Sometimes we, we like front load it. We like you've got to go to the story as it was told to you. You know, the first time you walked into church, and, and you've got to buy all of it right now right. from the start, instead of sort of allowing yourself the time to work up to it. Which right. is basically what my message was on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> worship and all that kind of stuff. Uh, right. 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 Yeah, it's, it, it has me thinking in images, uh, just just as you did that with your hand, like this kind of connect the dot reality of like, oh, I see a little bit of spring here. I feel some joy here. There was this story that was sort of sinking in my life and it's starting to like come up again or have some float mm-hmm. uh, th- that like the image of th- connecting those lines and forming that picture moving into something like so much more intricate mm-hmm. impossible to behold in one viewing you know the the sort of like large r resurrection right. um is beautiful to think about 
oh, you, oh, you can't get there, or, you, or you're not so sure that that even happened, find small yep. r, resurrection, connect exactly. some of those dots, see what, um, what does that do for you and your story and your experience. Yeah, um, and, and my like experience that. is, not just in my own life, but in people that I've been around as a pastor for you know, close to 20 years now, is that the more you can help people see that small r resurrection that yeah. surrounds them all the time, yeah. and they start to believe that resurrection is possible. I mean, every day is. we go to sleep at night. Right. <laughs> and I wake up in some sort of version of like, hopefully if I had a decent sleep, like yeah. a, I, you know, I, although our sleep is quite interrupted these days, there are like articles right now about that. And yeah. I, I've had some really strange <laughs> dreams, but even that rhythm of every day, yeah. actually, I'm sorry, I cut no, you off, no, but I got excited about connecting just like the day cycle <laughs> to, yeah. to, to something of like small R resurrection. Yeah. And and once you see that, mm -hmm. then I think slowly the big story of resurrection, yeah. you know, um, that sits at the heart of the Christian story actually starts to become more possible. But maybe it goes in waves too. Yeah, like, does, I think there have been times in my life when I've been like, oh, yeah. And other times when mm -hmm. I thought, oh, no. <laughs> uh, and so, so maybe it's not just about getting there, but it's about like finding ways to return yeah. to it again and again and again, yeah. as you are with mm -hmm. the differences in your life as you are. Yeah, and I mean, change. that's what, I mean, that was the central piece um, in the message on Easter Sunday was this idea that the disciples um, come to meet the risen Christ. And when they do, they worship and they doubt. And those things sort of go together. Yeah. Um, and that they... It's, it's, it's worship and doubt, but it's even, you know, as we talked about on Sunday, they bow down and they refuse to come any closer. Like, they hesitate to move yeah. towards Christ. Um, and this whole idea that for all of us at some point, and maybe in that ebb and flow, we're going to hesitate to be able to make sense of resurrection. We're going to hesitate to be able to believe the way that we want to. Mm -hmm. um, and yet, in that climactic moment, the actual risen Christ didn't take offense to that. Right. Right? He sees them hesitate, he sees them doubt, and the first thing he does is walk to them, mm -hmm. you know? And yet sometimes we have this baggage where we're like, oh, if I don't believe things immediately all the way right now, you know, God is gonna want nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what we see at the end of the Gospel of Matthew there is when we're honest about that and we can say, hey, like, I want to worship, but I'm having trouble with this. That's mm -hmm. the moment that Christ moves near to us. Yeah. And when we begin to have that kind of trust that, that Christ is going to look after you, Christ is going to do good for you, Christ is not going to leave you on your own no matter what, that's where our expression of doubt actually becomes the thing that brings us into a sense of trust. Yeah. Like, I think when we don't allow ourselves to yeah. name our doubt, then it becomes almost too impossible. To totally. Right? Yeah. And, and so this is the irony of naming your doubt, allowing it to be yeah. there, is what enables you then to trust that everything's going to be okay. Right. And that Christ is going to find you. Yeah. And that was, I mean, the, the other language I used was that um, worship and doubt have to come together because the whole point of worship is to trust in something that's too good to be true. Uh, if it wasn't too good to be true, it'd be, like it would be neat, but it wouldn't be worth worship. Right. Right? So... By the very fact that we deem something worth our worship means there's always going to be some level of us that's going to doubt it. Like, mm -hmm. like can it really be this good? Can the, can the good news really be this beautiful? Mm -hmm. um, and that's okay because we don't, we're not ready to see a world filled with the goodness of Christ. 
but that's what we hope for. It. Right, that's work that's towards. Why we worship. Yeah. And so the more we name that, the more we're honest with that, the more Christ is able to come towards us mm-hmm. to meet us in the midst of that. Right. That's, I mean, I kind of ended the Good Friday message with like, we don't have a world like we want it to be. We don't have the answers to the world's like Mm -hmm. most complex questions. Like you and I are, you know, doing this work uh, with, Mm. I have a master of divinity, you know, like um, we don't have like a a corner on the answers that the world needs, but, um, but that Jesus walks with us like all the way to death um and then on easter you're yeah. supposed to be at the point where you say now we do have the answer and right. christ is risen except this year we yeah. had to do it in an empty room so right we talk, you know we have to which get feels to like real way. that's like real all the time though it is whether the yes. room is full or not that we are declaring this thing while many in the world don't feel anything of resurrection right. um, like that's the complexity of arriving at these mm-hmm. this feast day especially mm-hmm. like that death has turned to life in our imagination, you yeah. know, in, yeah. in some sort of cosmic way. Mm. Uh, but I think there, yeah. there's something about the reality of like, we felt it a little bit more acutely, mm-hmm. but I think that's what we're always doing. And maybe, like, that's, maybe that's part of why it resonated for some people so much is because um, now, because yes. of the situation, it's like we were forced to name the fact that, hey, sometimes resurrection comes and we're still not quite ready for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, we had to name that this year. Yeah. But maybe for some people, part of why it resonated because last year they weren't quite ready for it yeah. either. And like, it's like, don't force just, me. Yeah, don't, I'm not ready. Maybe there is a, there is a beauty and there is a gift in this moment yeah. um, where we have to celebrate resurrection in a way that is um, full, just, yeah. but tentative and frail yeah. and delicate yes. all yep. at the same time. Those are lovely words. You know, it's not, um, it's not half-hearted. Um, it's just, it's just, um, fragile. Maybe yeah. that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, it's a whole, and, that, and that's what I love about the disciples in that moment. Like they bow down and mm-hmm. worship, and it's not half-hearted. It's just very fragile because they're like they bow down. They don't want to go any closer because like what hap- Like what happens if we walk up? Does he disappear? Mm-hmm. Is this just a mirage? Like right. is, this, is this really real? Right. Um, I want it to be real so bad that I'm going to bow down and I'm going to worship. I'm so afraid that it's not real, that I, I just don't want to yeah. get any closer. And I think that's probably how some of us feel yeah, all the time. Exactly. Year, we got to name it. Yeah, yeah. Keeping company. Yeah. Uh, so it's Easter tide, which yeah. is 50 days, seven weeks of celebrating resurrection. Mm-hmm. And I was curious to know uh, or to consider some invitation for how we would look for. I mean, we've talked about that a little bit, but I one of the things I did today, <laughs> I was thinking about Eastertide and 50 days of, of like kind of celebrating our baptismal identity, our uh, belonging uh, and on, on this side of uh, th- this part of the Christian story. Um, and I, I drew a little Easter egg in my bullet journal. I'm like a big bullet journal person and I like have all my lists and I sometimes feel like I can't think until I like sit down with my journal and like write out the thing I need to work out. Uh, so I, I had this idea to put an Easter egg on the page and I just like colored it in. And as this reminder, and I had been doing some reading around the imagery around Eastertide as like this, this reminder to continue to look for new life 
for 50 days. Like I, I wanted it to like leave an imprint in my journal that I would like, would, I'd need to go back to. Like, what, why is this? Oh, right, three pages ago, I like drew this Easter egg. And it's this symbol of an empty tomb of like new life. You know, that is the tradition of sure. that symbol. And um, so that was one of the things I did to just be like, keep looking. Like, even though Easter Sunday has passed like we are in a season of easter and i think i i needed to put some sort of image in my path to draw me back to these themes again and again i think it's really neat it's fun right yeah i like I've it i've never and done it, that before it's true to think about easter tide so for for the next 50 days we're supposed to be celebrating we're yeah, supposed to be joyous it's, it's a long feast it's, it's a long feast <laughs> like we're weeks probably going to be doing this yeah. inside for the next exactly. 50 days it's an interesting it parallel. really is um, and I just I thought don't forget to look for life Bobby like yeah. find find a way to take a symbol of this season and 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 keep it in front of your face yeah. you know so we were talking I made the video for this week that'll go up, uh, I guess, Thursday mm -hmm. on YouTube. And I couldn't remember what I talked about. I right. like, I don't know, I talked about something. <laughs> but now I remember. Well, uh, great. Good Easter timing. Story. Um, <laughs> okay. But, uh, you know, when you think about, so there's the women that go to the tomb, they meet Jesus first. Then yeah. there's the disciples that are invited to see Jesus. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about it. So there's the, the other Mary who's at the tomb. Yeah. She's the mother of these two... Um, they're not part of the 12 disciples, but they're followers of Jesus. Right. Um, and we don't really know much about them. We just know their names. You said something neat about them the, just off the page. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So, but that's what I started to think about. Yeah. Was, you know, expanding on that idea. There's all kinds of people like that. Like, we read this reference to the 70... There's the 12. And there's yeah. the 72 that follow right. Jesus. And then there's the crowds. So... The women see Jesus at the tomb. The disciples see him on the mountain. Uh, he appears to the twelve, and then he appears to the road uh, on the road to Emmaus. But the seventy-two, like, how long did it take for them hmm. to hear about resurrection? Mm -hmm. um, no doubt, some people, like, right away, somebody ran and told them, "Hey, did you hear what's happened?" But then I started to think, like. There's other people who are more in the crowd, and it's probably like a month or two months later, somebody grabs them in the marketplace and like mm -hmm. pulls them aside and is like, hey, have you heard about this happening? Then I thought, what about people who came to Jerusalem mm -hmm. on Palm Sunday with Jesus, did the triumphal entry, saw him executed, and then went home to wherever they lived in the Roman Empire? Like, how long did it take mm -hmm. for news of resurrection to reach those people? Right. So... Huh. You know, I always think, I always think of the women there first, first ones to hear the resurrection. Who are the last ones to hear resurrection? Hmm. Who come from Asia Minor to see Jesus, and then he dies, and they just, they throw up their hands, and they immediately leave the city, and they go home. Right. And then a year later, oh, man. somebody says to them, yeah. oh, you haven't heard? Like, <laughs> like the tomb yeah. is empty, Christ is risen. And like, and just that thought right. of... So we're so used to this idea that on Easter is when we, uh, when we celebrate resurrection. There would have been a lot of people following Jesus that didn't celebrate resurrection for weeks, months, or years after because the news wouldn't have reached them. <laughs> and what does that mean for all of us right now who maybe aren't uh, you know, quite ready to do resurrection yet? Mm -hmm. Like we sat through it because it's Easter, mm -hmm. but we're not quite ready. Um, there's something beautiful about realizing that there were people who knew Jesus Resurrection didn't reach them for months. Resurrection mm -hmm. didn't reach them for years. Mm -hmm. 
and maybe resurrection hasn't quite reached you yet. Right. You're in good company with that. Right, right, you're right. You're not alone in that. Yeah. There were legitimate, serious followers of Jesus right. in his time here on earth, and it took resurrection a really long time to get to that. Right. And so we have 50 days. Right. And maybe at like day 48, it's like you start to, yeah. oh, okay, there it is. Now it is. Right. Now and maybe it's not even during right. Easter time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Our lives don't work on Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, but that whole the idea are of um, that sometimes, sometimes the things don't reach us on the days that they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. It comes later down the right. road. And I think there's something kind of interesting about that. Yeah, this, that's a really fun I've always thought exercise. about who were the first people to hear Jesus' right. resurrection. Who were the last people to hear? Right. Like, who was the last... You know, I mean, obviously there's still people hearing now, but who is yeah. the last person who saw Jesus in the flesh to finally hear? Right. I, I don't know. I took a lot of comfort in that. In That's really fun. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of that like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> and I mean, and then we are still those people. Yeah, yeah. Like, we are still those people that the resurrection is, is sort of like right. on its way for. And, and Jesus prays, you know, yeah. I pray for those who will hear yeah. about me because of the even more like, blessed like, are they yeah like that's us. yeah like we are literally those people yeah. who heard because someone told the story right and, and jesus prays for us right one other thing i wanted to mention about eastertide i was reminded that this week i mean it's pretty dreary here but mm. all of the days of this first week after easter are bright bright monday bright tuesday oh. bright wednesday bright thursday they all have that that potential in them hmm. so i just loved thinking about that in my own like liturgical brain yeah. and our daily prayers uh started or we did another we're doing another round mm. of daily prayers on our social media that our By team way, is writing if you haven't been yeah. following these uh, uh, so <laughs> i haven't written any of them <laughs> no, I put together and, and listed the rest of the staff they are beautiful yeah we did like we have to publish oh them they're in incredible book. <laughs> it's, it's prayers so a week of prayers, yeah. a week of readings. Yeah, centering words. Centering words. And benedictions. And benedictions. And they uh, are beautiful. They yeah. go up on all of our social channels. And then they're daily. highlights on our uh, Instagram account right yeah. now. So you, if you miss them, you, you you have a prayer book right in front of you right now yeah. with um, the highlights on our Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, we're writing new prayers again this week and we'll rotate through those four themes every week. Yeah, it's so well done. And I've, I just had, they've been such a blessing, I think. Mm -hmm. So people definitely use that as a resource because yeah. they're great. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so bright, may the brightness of this week mm -hmm. find you. I trust that it will. So uh, we have new series launching this Sunday. We do. And uh, it's interesting that we have some of these themes. My Big Loud Mouth, How to Be Mad, and inspired our next three series. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, maybe seven weeks does that take us it does take us into so those three four, series will take us six, right to oh yeah summer okay quote unquote so for easter tide though we're in my big loud mouth and how to be mad or how to be angry yeah uh so it's kind of the themes are a little like they're a little shadowy for the brightness of the season. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but we're just Interesting embracing how sometimes the realness of life. Together, right? So. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to say anything about what's to come? I mean, yeah, we're still working the, the those next series out. that's coming up is uh, my big loud mouth. Yeah. And we're talking about um, some of the things that we sometimes say that we wish we could take back. Right. And originally. The, th the thinking around this was, hey, you're coming out of Easter. It's a good time to talk about um, 
sort of relationships and felt needs and all those types of things that right. we're all sort of deep in the weeds of, right? right. Um, here's resurrection, now what does it mean to um, make amends to, to fix relationships and all that stuff? And, and usually sort of coming out of Christmas, coming out of Easter, we try to do some type of a more topical type of series that can kind of connect with people. Because yeah. let's be honest, th those times of the year, a lot of people reconnect with their, their spirituality yes. and their religious traditions. And we try to say, okay, yeah. like, here's how this story of Advent or this story of resurrection can be meaningfully, immediately applicable for you. Right. So that was the thinking a year ago when we planned mm -hmm. this. Um, but now, I mean, maybe there's there's new resonance in new ways, and that's what we'll start exploring this week. Right. But I, I don't I don't have it all in front of me. But I think the ideas were around. I mean, this week yeah. we're going to talk about um, God has a plan. You know, right. how sometimes we say things that we think are going to be helpful. Right. Oh, you know, God has a plan right. and all this stuff. And sometimes that's just not, it's not, that it's helpful. not helpful. It's not yeah. great. And actually coming right now, um, in the midst of all of the things that are going on, it's, yeah. it's not helpful to say, God has a plan for right. all of this. Right. Like right now, sometimes it's it's okay just to be sad about this and not yeah. have somebody try to cheer you up. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about... Yeah. I hate you, I think is the second one. Yeah. But just like, sometimes we say things that are mean. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I definitely do when I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really mean when I'm hungry. Like, surprisingly. So, uh, <laughs> and then I think, is that my true nature? Yeah. <laughs> Rachel's mean when she's tired. That's it. Oh, she's really? so oh. nice. She's never oh. mean to me. Um, that's the only time. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean sometimes you say things that are mean, and it's like the mm. moment it escapes your lips, you're like, yeah, oh, I, just, I wish I could shove yeah. that back in. So we're gonna talk right. about that. We're gonna talk about oversharing. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you share something that's a little too vulnerable, yeah. and you realize this wasn't the right context, this yeah. wasn't the right person. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. Sometimes it's something you really need to share. Yeah. But, but it, what you didn't. It, it wasn't the, the right person. person. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was my experience with that. Whoa. <laughs> well, tell me more about that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I will. In a couple of weeks. Okay, great. When I, when I process it yeah, all and okay. prepare exactly how I want to talk about it. Uh, uh, and then the last one is gossiping. So to yeah. tell someone else's story. Right. When it's not your story to tell. Right. Um, so we're going to talk about those four things. It's going to be more than like your youth, youth group talk. Yeah, I guess gossip. so. <laughs> So, I, I was like, I when was the last be, time I heard that? Yeah, I mean, at the time, a year ago, the idea was, hey, people are more open to spirituality. Yeah. It's Easter. It's that time. Let's talk about let's talk about real relationship stuff. Now. Well, I mean, Scott made this point this morning, yeah. and our team, or the three of us were chatting through the schedule, the teaching schedule, and the reality of, like, we're, like, clo like up close and personal in a different way in mm -hmm. proximity with those that are closer yeah. um, in our lives. So I think it is really appropriate to and, and be not talking just that, about like on social media, we're all sort of like a little judgy. We're like, you know, yeah. we're all watching each other right, right. now. Like, what else can we do? Other right. Sort of like look through the blinds and the digital blinds. Right. Um, yeah. So, so there is an element of that. Right. So, yeah. So we're going to name some yeah. of that. Yeah. And then how to be angry. Yes. Um, this is your series. Right. We I'm, talked about I this am, last week. I'm going to share share a little bit of it with you. You're going to step in for the last one, I think. Right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. We're going to, we're going to, we're still yeah. putting that schedule together, but I think yeah. this going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of love anger. <laughs> I've, done, I've done some work with my own anger and saw the sort of Im important um, force of justice that it's been in my life, um, uh, discernment, uh, like all of the, the gifts that anger has given me mm -hmm. and have uh, like genuine 
sacred stuff uh, around anger but also when we go into a series like this i'm i'm very aware that there are like landmines all Mm -hmm. over in terms of how people see anger or hold anger or how it's become something quite toxic Mm -hmm. in their lives so we're going to explore it and i think we're going to do it with some some of the weird stuff in the book of daniel i just can't like shake some of those images of like throwing people in a furnace and (laughs) you know but nebuchadnezzar as well as this character that like is kind of all over the page in terms of the experience that he brings mm-hmm. in the beginning part of Daniel. So I think we're going to go that post-exilic yeah. again. I'm kind of intrigued by that. Cool. Yeah. So those, yeah, those are the next two series. Yeah. Um, and then you know we'll come back. That's, that gives us the yeah. next seven weeks, and then we'll, we'll come yeah, back to that. yeah. If you already have your journal, then you've already seen this. Yeah. Um, we're sticking yeah. with it. Yeah. If you don't have a journal, if you're joining us. You know, in the last couple of weeks online, and you yeah. don't have a journal, there's something physical that we print. I've always got one here. Here, guys. So we print this. Um, this goes out <laughs> right. to, to the community right. every September, yeah. and it outlines our entire year of teaching. Yeah. So we plan our entire year in advance. And I think one of the neat things is finding all the ways that you can find resonance with the current moment mm-hmm. when you plan ahead. Uh, but if you are uh, new to the community online, the journal is available in a digital download. It's, it's, mm-hmm. obviously, um, so that, although if you really want, you can send us an email. We'll mail you one. Yeah. Wherever you are. Yeah. If you're in town, we could leave one outside and you can sure. just pick it up. Uh, but they are available on uh, in a PDF. So if you go to our website, uh, I think it's just commons.church slash journal. But okay. if you scroll to the bottom of commons.church, there is a search bar. If you search journal project or journal, it should come up and you should be able to download the okay. digital one there. So check that out. And then, then you'll know exactly what's coming up every week all the way through until... Uh, September when the new journal would come out. Also, it's beautiful. The journal is really beautiful. Like the images, the words, like all of our series have uh, write-ups and I'm always sort of like go back and read them. I'm like, this is really lovely stuff. I mean, I helped write it, but it's It's really nice. Yeah. You know, the crazy thing, I know. I've already been thinking about it. It's already like, it's coming up. I'm already thinking about it. To prep for next year. It's going to be a strange year to prep for 12 months. Yeah. Sort of not knowing. Totally. Yeah. What things are going to be like. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting time. Absolutely. All right. Do you have anything else on your agenda here? We're getting, uh, we're just getting an hour. Yeah, we're great. Uh, Do we have any, any questions or anything? Nothing really. I'm not seeing anything. I did keep an eye on um, YouTube. So, but yeah, I wanted to kind of look back at what we did with Holy Week. I wanted to look forward a little bit and I wanted to talk about Eastertide. Cool. We've done that. Oh, we, yeah. No, no, I I feel good. I feel good actually. (laughs) So I was going to say, yeah. The we have turned this into a podcast. Now. Oh yeah! Uh, obviously, if you're watching this, then don't worry about it. But uh, for some people who prefer to get their content in an audio format, you like right. to walk, you don't really want to sit down and watch us for an hour. But for some reason, you want to listen to us for an hour. <laughs> um, then we have made it a podcast. Or if you miss one, and right. it's just easier to catch up that way. So if you go to commons.church/podcasts now, because it's a podcast network. Exactly. You can now get all of our podcasts. So there's right. normally there's a podcast from. Uh, Kensington and Inglewood. Yep. Uh, th- those feeds are still both available, but obviously right now we're only doing our online services from one parish. So mm-hmm. those are basically the same thing right now. Uh, but for our Inglewood parish people, um, normally there is a whole feed for you to, to get your mm-hmm. teaching from over there. Um, now there is the after party, yep. which is this conversation, and also there is between Sunday, right? Second and season, second season, and yeah. a new episode coming this week. Next week, next week, next, next week. week. Yeah, okay, so I'll next, talk about it next week. Okay. 
<laughs> but it, but if you haven't listened to, have you listened to? I haven't yet. I, 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 I was going to ask you. I was so. like, I'm going to ask Jared. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't listened. I know he hasn't. Listen, there was a busy week. All right. <laughs> this is true. This is true. We're all just emerging. A lot going on. Yeah. Uh, so. It's a great episode. I do really yeah. encourage you to listen to it. It's lovely. The episode, the first episode was Despair. The one coming out next week is called Panic. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, so if you haven't it's subscribed great. to... Um, between Sundays. Between, I, would say, I was going to say Beyond Sundays. I mean, I should have called it Beyond nah, Sundays. That's Sundays lovely. <laughs> uh, between Sundays, then go there, yeah. subscribe, check that also out. Also, follow, follow Between Sundays on Instagram because yeah. there, there are pictures of our guests and quotes, and it's also quite a lovely curated space. Cool. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow night, Living Room Worship. That's right. Uh, 8 p.m. on Instagram Live. So that's a little different. We have people in our uh, worship community here at mm -hmm. Commons leading us. It's about a 25-minute experience. So it's short, but it's, it's, they've been really beautiful so far. And so uh, somebody mm -hmm. comes on, there's a little prayer, and then they lead um, four or five songs. Yeah. Uh, just really simple in their homes. It's nice. Uh, from their living room. So that's tomorrow at 8 p.m. on Instagram Live. Mm -hmm. Thursday. Thursday will be the new YouTube video on our channel. Right, Thursday. Um, yep, so I'll be talking about a little bit of stuff about resurrection on cool. Thursday. Friday. Friday. Community challenge. Community challenge. Yeah, oh, yeah because uh, last it. week we didn't because of Good yeah. Friday. This week we've got another community challenge yeah. coming up. On the common area. Yeah. Just some kind of like opportunity to engage with one another around the theme. Very cool. And then the last thing I'll mention for families, if you have not oh. checked out Commons Kids yet, uh, our team is doing amazing work creating content for it's kids every week. It's so now. good. Um, yeah, it, it took us it's a little bit so to get running, but it's really beautiful now. Mm -hmm. So Ryan and Jeannie and Ashley, the whole team there, are creating those videos for your families. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're integrating that with some of the teaching and the music and Things. So there is a whole channel on YouTube for Commons Kids. You can search that. You can subscribe. Uh, but we'll be doing uh, more content weekly. That way you can get yeah, it's great stuff. kids to remain engaged mm -hmm. uh, with the community, but also the story of Christ during this time and give you some resources. Yeah. How fun is that that they get to do that in their homes? Yeah. It's quite lovely. Lots of fun. It cool. is great. Cool. All right. Well, we're done. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Have a great thanks, night. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you soon.